0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram at c3calgarywest. uh, C3 Vernon, the newest um, church in Canada for us. And uh, it was really great. We were really encouraged. If you know anybody in Vernon who's not currently part of a local church, um, they meet at the Schubert Center right downtown of Vernon on um, Sunday nights at 5 o'clock. And um, I think it's going to be incredible. That's such a great thing. Going from two campuses to three is a, is a real art. Uh, Ninety Of the multi site churches in North America, 85% have two campuses. And I think that there's another, there's only, um, t- to get to the third campus, uh, there's only like 4 or 5%. And then there's people that have like 10 campuses. That, that's a real trick and uh i shouldn't say it's a trick but it's but it's well it's kind of a trick i guess it's a, a real art let's go with that it's more of an art and um anyway they're doing it oversee three campuses kelowna and um vernon and revelstoke and so we were able to speak at two of them and we loved hanging out there and it was a lot of fun in out in vernon so thanks for uh loaning me leasing me out to us that was lots of fun pastor Finn killed it eh on his tithing and offering messages He's lived those messages. They're fantastic. And uh, I hope we started putting them on our e-news. So if you don't get e-news, you can just you cl- click on, you get the podcast. It's really great, I think. And um, anyway, I'm just going to talk this morning about, um, I'm going to talk about faith. What do you think? What were you thinking about faith? Such a big topic, faith, I find. And, um, <clears throat> but I think that, um, I think it's something that, it's the most practical thing in the world, faith. Everybody has faith, everybody functions by faith, and faith always works. The question is not if we have faith, it's what you have faith in, because faith demands an object of some sort. And uh, we're going to look at a couple of questions that Jesus asked, and I really, I I try and spend as much time as I can in the Gospels. Um, um, I try to spend twice as much time in the Gospels as the Old Testament or in the Epistles, actually. Jesus my Savior, not Paul. So, I need to really f- understand uh, what Christ is like. And so, I spend lots of time in the gospel. So, I've been reading through them, and I'm going to take you through a couple. And I uh, just ask you to take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm going to share a very inspiring message with you on faith. Very inspiring indeed. I've often fig- I've tried to figure out, by the way, Chad wasn't completely telling the truth. He learned some more stuff from Sunday school. <laughs> he better have. <laughs> And, um, but, but faith is a, you know, we, we've, um, we've heard, you know, that people, maybe you haven't been accused of having blind faith. And not, faith is not blind, can't be, by definition. Love can be, but faith can't be. The, the truth I want to share this morning is faith sees. It all, it, and it, and it, it just, it just, it, it sees the unseen. That's what it is. So you all have faith. When you're not able to see the unseen, seen you actually, we start to lose hope. And when you lose hope, we lose heart. And um, when we are unable to, well, well, the proverb says that without vision in an area, you'll start to perish. So if you don't have vision, the area that you're perishing in, if you're perishing in an area, it's likely you don't have vision in that area. If your finances are perishing, if your relationships are perishing, if your health is perishing, means you don't have a vision in that area. And vision requires faith. But, but because we're going we're gonna to d- discuss hope and faith and the difference in them, um, so faith sees. And uh, the other thing is that faith is now. Faith is always current. It's never future. Hope is future. But faith is current. So, and, and because we have current faith, uh, we actually activate. It's wh- whatever you're activating, whatever you're stepping into, because f- faith needs an action, um, whatever you're act, actioning in and or towards, that's what you have faith in. Uh, some of you, we, we have some, so there's, a, there's a handful that may have faith in our government, for example. So, some may. Um, it will determine some of your decisions. Some might have faith in the banking system. You might have faith in your own abilities, but we all have faith, and faith always works. The question is not, do we have faith? The question is, what is our faith in? And the third thing I want to talk about is that faith is always greater than fear. They function in the same space, it seems to me, and what, uh, what, we, what, what gets the final say is what lives within us. Some would say that what we worship, what we fear, we worship, and what we fear, we trust in. And so I'm just wanting to point us to something more uh, lasting than ourselves or our abilities or the banks or our government. So let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. I read from the New Living. What is faith? Question mark. It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It's the evidence of things we cannot yet see. It's such a great line. God gave his approval to people in days of old because of their faith. Verse 3, by faith we understand the entire universe was formed. At God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. To be, the, the, It takes incredible faith to believe in evolution because you have to believe that something came from nothing and, and, was, and, and, and came from no one. It takes incredible faith to believe that something comes from nothing. But we've got, a, we've got a different picture here. We're told in verse 6 that without faith it's impossible to please God. This is... This is interesting to me. Of course, uh, I'd like to say that you're all pleasing to the Lord just the way you are. And you'd nod and say, yes, as all millennials feel, they're so special and unique and beautiful and amen. You are, you're very pleasing. But in order to, for us to keep, he, he's, he, I don't feel that the Lord is, is, is pleased with a life that's half-lived. And, and, and that's why we're told that the just live by faith. And, we're, and, and so, so if you read... Before you read chapter 11, you should read chapter 10, because it talks about, over and over again, about confidence. And faith requires confidence. It's a confident expectation. Sean Foyt spoke on, um, on how, n- don't throw away your confidence, verse 35 of chapter 10. And if you look further, just a little bit before that, like we come before his throne confidently. And, uh, and we're told about, because confidence and faith go together. Faith, true biblical faith, is unmovable. It's unshakable. It's, un- it's not double-minded. It's single-minded, and, it's, and it's, it's assured of what it's believing in will come to pass. Uh, you, in, in fact, you'd be, if, when you have unshakable faith that we're meant to have, you're surprised that what you long for doesn't come to pass. You go, oh, gosh, well, it's just taking a little longer, which is, that's why patience, and it's by patience and faith, we inherit the promises. Those two go together. So, so let me read from the Passion Translation, which uh, most of us love. I, I love it. Uh, verse uh, verse uh, Same chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. I love that. What you long for needs foundation. And it, it, is, the, it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see. Why? Because faith sees. But faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that's seen. So, so, so it says that, that, that the worlds, we understand that the worlds were not created from nothing, they were created from what was not seen. Not what, not what was not real. Not the unreal, but the unseen. And so, your, this is how faith works, and we'll look at four functions of faith, or the phases of faith. Um, it, so, so, it says that it came from what was unseen, but not what was unheard. Because we understand that it was created by what was heard. Do you read that there, where it says that we understand it was by His command. So these were not things that were not real. They were things that were real. They were just not seen. And so those that study, I, I liked, I'm very interested in quantum physics um, at a very beginner's level. But, but um, they talk about such interesting things because quantum physics deals with the unseen. So, there's no, so they've discovered uh, 10, some would say 14 different dimensions but four, there's only four that are seen. And so this is the interesting thing about how the world works. And finally, science and the Bible are getting closer and closer together. Because the more that's being discovered, the more the Bible is being proved as accurate and real. So we understand that things were, were, were created by, simply by the unseen. Well, quantum physics would, would back that up. And uh, so I, I find this fascinating that... That faith works simply by things that are unseen but not by things that are not real. So you and I need eyes of faith to be able to see what's unseen and to bring to pass those things that, that you long for in your heart. Because God gives us these desires and longings in our heart. Um, let me just um, explain a, a little bit more that um, without faith... Um, it's impossible to please God. I write def- my own definitions out, not because I don't trust Wikipedia, but just because I need things to work in my my language. And so I've defined faith. Every year for the last 10 years, I, used, I have a definition. I've included a few for you here. First of all, last year, my definition of faith was unmovable trust. See, if, if your faith is f- flailing, it's not faith at all. F- faith is unmovable trust. Um, Faith is seeing from God's perspectives because faith sees. Um, Faith is believing something exists beyond your carnal ability to perceive it. There's so so many things um, that we can't see, but we know are real. So um, faith is superior to intellect. Faith is superior to intellect because it's other dimensional, it's it's just from a different dimension. And then I like this one, that faith is a byproduct of God's faithfulness. So I define unbelief as faith in the wrong place. And I define fear as faith that's functioning in the wrong kingdom. So faith is a confident assurance of what you hope for will happen. Faith is never, is never blind. But it has evidence and substance. So the term evidence, as defined by uh, Webster, is something that furnishes proof. So your faith, for faith to be functional, it has to have evidence. And so they define evidence as something that furnishes proof, something legally submitted to a tribu- tribunal to ascertain the truth of a manner, matter. And faith, or evidence is an outward sign. So a big part of faith, the question is not do you have faith, but the question is, is it working? How's that working for you? How's your faith Working, getting faith to work is what I want to talk about uh, today. So I'm going to look at two different stories. And, um, and I think Luke chapter 8, uh, I, I, you know, and here's what I love about this. To me as I began, most of you know I, we read through the Bible in a year. And as I'm reading through this, I'm quite taken by one question that Jesus asked. I love Jesus' questions. Um, I don't mind when he tells me stuff, but I like questions because he invites me to be part of a process. And he he asks them when they're in the middle of the storm, he he says, where is your faith? I thought that's interesting. It's not, don't you have faith? He doesn't say at this point, he says, oh, ye of little faith. He says, where's your faith? Because they had faith. But it was just in something other than what Jesus invited them to put it in. (laughs) So this is a beautiful, this this chapter, excuse me, this chapter I hope, you, I hope this inspires you to read it when you go home. <clears throat> um, the first part is Jesus goes on tour, and he takes along these um, Mary and Joanna and, and Susanna. Joanna, Herod's business manager, that's cool. Um, anyway, and then, he, and then he says one day while he was traveling with this group, he told this story to a large crowd, and he said, and it's a story about the farmer and him and the different soil types. Um, this is interesting, Why? because here's what he's going to do. He's laying down the principle, and then he's going to put it to the test. So when you read the whole chapter, when I, when I read parables, I look for a key in the parable that opens up the door to let me inside. Parables are windows. helps you see into the kingdom of God. So he's going to show us how the kingdom works, and <clears throat> and he's going to let us look inside. And he, And he says some very interesting things here, but the one question that caught my heart was, where is your faith? Because, so, so I might ask you this morning, like, where is your faith? Because your faith in something? Is your faith in your health? Is your faith in your skills? Is your faith in, in uh, you know, your, your new credit card? Like, is your faith, what's it, because you all have faith, what, what's it in? Is your faith in your doctor? All of these things are good. But the question, again, uh, that I want to echo is, where is your faith? And I think that's a good thing to answer. So, so where's your faith? Well, he, he asks that question after he lays out for them. He says that you've been permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. And he show, so he's showing them, here's, here's how it works. And then nine times in the verse, from verse 9 to verse 25, he uses the word hear. Why, why is that important? Because faith comes by hearing. So he's saying something to them, and he expects the word to go someplace so that it can become something. That's what a seed is. Something small at the beginning and bigger at the end. So a seed is something very, very small. But within seed is life. Y'all know that. It looks dead when you look at a seed. It looks dead. And I have, um, I, I was just sharing how that I like to help Jesus by feeding the sparrows. They're not supposed to stress because they're going to be fed and the Lord looks after them. The Lord uses me to look after them. And I'm very honored to co-labor with him because I quite like the birds. And, uh, but but the, the, the seed, as long as it's in my plastic container, it, there's, it's never in any danger of growing because it requires soil. It requires moisture. It requires heat. So what's he doing? He's explaining a natural principle for a spiritual dynamic. How does faith work? It starts with a seed. It's that simple. And then it requires some soil. He's not, I know we're people of the metaphor, but he's not actually looking for real soil. He's looking for a heart. And so he explains this. He says, there's, "There's different types of hearts. So that's why we're warned to guard your heart because it can get thorny and rocky.. It can get rocky <clears throat> uh, It can get hard, it can get rocky, and it can and here's what happens to many people. Kelly and I, are, are, we're no different than this. Where it says that they accept the seed, they accept the seed, but too quickly the message gets crowded out by cares, riches, and pleasures. He says the seed actually isn't able to germinate and bear fruit because it has too many things competing with it, and so that will not produce any fruit. Why is he saying this? Because in a few minutes he's going to show the word, and he's going to see how the boys do with the word. So he says, "Here's what, what kind of hearts do you have?" He's exposing their hearts, and so there's these different kinds of ground. And, and so they never grow into maturity. This is a pet peeve of Pastor Lawrence, is, is people that don't grow up. You may have heard that in a message or two. Yeah, well, that's a conviction I live with. Am I growing up? And so he says the reason that these first three grounds, it says, so they never grow into maturity. Why? Because they didn't understand the principle of the seed and the heart. They, don't, they won't grow up. You're unable to mature unless you understand this parable. Faith will not work. The kingdom won't work if you don't understand this principle. This is a secret of the kingdom. Somebody said amen. amen. Oh, there's a few. Good. <clears throat> but he said there's another type of a heart. The good heart soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear the message, cling to it, and steadily produce a huge harvest. Wow. Jesus gives a lesson. Now he's going to give the test. So he takes them into um, this. He talks about the, you know the lamp, the family tree. The storm, uh, the streaker, and then some people that needed to be touched by faith by, and to be healed. Um, <clears throat> I think this is, this, this is a fantastic, let me just lay it out for you really kind of quickly. The storm, because it's in the storm that he says, where's your faith? Jesus has something in mind. Um, this is uncanny to me because when I, if, unless you read backwards, you, you don't realize what he's doing. He's going to he's take the disciples to be confronted with a demoniac. Was anybody at our church when that young girl was throwing chairs? Do you remember that young Japanese girl? You were there? remember that morning? Holy cow. Thin little beanpole of a Japanese girl was uh, just a young lady. And um, all of a sudden there's a little disruption over here and chairs are flying <laughs> into the air. And a little disruption over in quadrant A over there. Can someone get that? Uh, this this was, he's, he was, he was instructing, he's giving the, the, the disciples some instruction. on, uh, But he's already given them a the lesson. So he says this storm, Jesus now has in his mind, and he gives him the word. Here's the word. One day Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. He doesn't say, let's go part way and sink. Because he said, we're going all the way across. When God says, I'm going to take you all the way across, you know where you're going to go? All the way across. Unless somewhere in the middle, that seed gets choked out. Or unless someplace in the middle, the circumstances don't crowd in and steal that seed of faith. Unless somewhere in the process, the circumstances don't overcome your faith. You're going across. But you have to agree with the getting across. And aren't you glad that Jesus is just in the boat? But he's chill. He knows what he's going to face on the other side. A maniac. A demoniac. But he's, right now, he's dealing with a storm. So the first thing, anybody remember streakers? So, he, 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 so he, the storm is one thing. The streaker is another thing. Crosses, I just would have loved to see in the eyes in the disciples when the crazy man, naked man, all cut up, comes charging out, welcoming them to his part of the world. It's a crazy man. So he says, I mean, he's, he, he got healed and delivered, but he got, then a fierce storm comes up, and he says, where is your faith? you are filled with awe. Who's this man that even the winds obey him? He's saying, you know, you got, if I'm going to be in your boat and you're going to walk with me, you're going to have to talk to storms. You're going to have to learn to speak to mountains. You're going to have to learn to talk to your circumstance because I'm trying to get you someplace. This is about maturity, I'm trying to grow you. But you're gonna have to remain planted and you're gonna have to water and weed and get some heat on that seed and that thing will grow. Some of you have planted the seed, but part way along, something disrupted the process. And so, so he has a storm. The next thing is he has, the, he, he's this, this, the naked man, the streaker. And he asks him his name, I think that's fascinating. And, you know, he wasn't really looking for a specific name. He's looking at, at his nature. What, what, what do people label you? Oh, you're, he's the crazy one. I'm the crazy one. He would probably say, I'm the crazy one. Or something. I don't know. But he probably would have used, like, he would, because, you know, how they talk. Don't you know? Listen. <laughs> Gravelly, growly. Um, gosh, where'd I go? Um, What's your name? Yeah, yeah. So he's, what's your name? What's your name? He wants to know who, you know, and he says, we're, I'm legion. Really wasn't his name, but he was possessed by hundreds and hundreds of demons. And this wasn't a problem. Why, what's going on? Jesus has given him a, a, a word. He said, we're going across the lake. He had no idea. He said, when we go across the lake, you're going to meet a crazy person. He didn't say that. He says, you want to follow me? Here's what you need to do. You got to take my word. You got to believe that word. You got to plant that word in good soil. And once that word gets tested, then you'll be able to own it. So he says, so he takes him across, and then, and then um, I mean, you should read all that. It's, it's fascinating. It says, after he got healed, everybody was afraid of the man. Now he's right in his right mind, and he's got clothes on, and they're scared of him. We're used to him being, you know, cutting himself up and all crazy and naked, but all of a sudden they're scared of the, the, the guy that's, that's decent in his right mind. It's a, it's a funny story. It's really funny. I, I laugh to myself quietly. Um, the, the, the next part is about healing, and you know, your faith is, daughter, your faith has healed you, and go in peace, and, and then, then there's a woman, then Jarius's daughter is dead, and why am I saying all that? I'm saying that this is the process of faith, and I'm just saying to anybody here, he, the first issue was the issue of the storm. But they had a word. I don't know what storm you're in, but I assure you of this. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled because storms are coming. But it's going to be okay because I've given you my word. The one thing I know about Jesus, he's faithful. He loves to promise because he loves to fulfill his promises. He's not like man that he breaks his promise. He's not like man that he could lie. So here's what he says. He says, I'm going to give you my word. Why? So that when storms come, they're not going to affect you. You'll just speak to them, Storms. You won't whine about them. You'll speak to them. Why? Because your words were able to create now the world that you live in. So he goes, but is the next thing you're going to face, you're going to face some demons. Whatever. There's only so many demons in the world. No more are being created. There's a, they're a limited resource. <laughs> and they're all under the authority of Jesus. <laughs> so he says, you might face a storm and you might face demons. It's no problem. And then the next miracle, he heals a woman who's had an issue of blood for 12 years. What's the issue? The issue is that the cycle has not been broken. It's just going like this. She said, somebody, listen, when you get in that cycle and you get in that season, am I ever going to be fertile? Oh, Lord. I I don't mean like fertile, fertile, but I might mean fertile, fertile. I'm just saying that you got a word, but the thing is not able to, but the cycle goes on and on and on. He said, but if you got my word, I can break the cycle. And the issue of blood can be healed. And once again, you're going to be able to bear fruit. And then he said this other one, who death, dealing with death. So infertility or death or demons or storm. He said, if you've got my word and you hold on to my word and you care for my word and you nurture my word, here's what I can promise. It's going to bring forth fruit. That's how faith works. I love that. Okay, so the last, I'm going to make this point. um, I'm going to make this point. So here's the four phases of faith. I'll do this quick and then then wrap up. Um, I want want your faith to work. Mark chapter 11, he says, he's talking to the boy. He's been talking to trees. Jesus talking to trees and he tells them to talk to mountains. You you talk to trees? I sometimes talk to trees. Jesus talked to trees. What about mountains? Serena? do you talk to mountains when you go out to them? Absolutely. Did they answer? This would be concerning. Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> so he goes, <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> Help me, Holy Spirit. These people need this word. So <clears throat> he's, he, Jesus says, have faith in God. Some would say, have the same faith as God. This is how God works. This is how God works with you. Same. He says, I assure you that you can say to mountains, may God lift you up and throw you into the sea and your command will be obeyed. Wow, that's mind-blowing. Do you believe that or do you just like that? I, I want to do both. I like it and I believe it. All that's really required is that you really believe and you don't doubt in your heart. Our heads are amazing things. But the issue is not that you doubt in your head, you doubt in your heart. Much bigger deal. He said, listen to me, you can pray for anything. And if you believe, you'll have it. And if you believe, you will have it. And if you believe, you will have it. <laughs> Let's get the right emphasis on it. <clears throat> but when you are praying, first, forgive anyone that you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you. Gosh, I just think of that, how amazing that is. So here's, here's the four phases of faith. Um, I think he includes that relational piece in there because the kingdom of God works relationally and if we have something against a brother, we need to sort it out. <laughs> Otherwise, and we, it steals our confidence as well. And uh, faith has, is assurance and it's confidence. So he says this, so the first thing you have to do is you have to, you have to have the end in mind. I'm gonna say you have to choose your seed. Um, what is that preferred future that you're really looking for? What is because faith? It's not. This is now. This is not. This is now uh, the, the the destination that you want to get. Where does, where do you want faith to take you? You have to identify that. Um, I keep some faith journals where I set out, and then and then I and then I. Where does that come from? We're told that God gives us the desires and the longings of our heart. When you pray, uh, whatever you pray, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. I think you need to identify that. What am I trying to do? And is this in line with the purposes of God? So, so I mean, I could give you some examples, but if you're trying to get somewhere in God, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have mountains. It's no problem. Just speak to them. Like, don't, talk, don't talk to everybody about them and whine about them. Just speak to those rascals. It, so, it sounds strange, I know. But, man, if you could sing songs like we just sang, there it should be no problem to <laughs> say, talk to mountains. So, are you convinced of this? I'll wait till I get to the end. Faith sees something. So it's able to see, it sees an end. What are you trying to get to? Where, where do you, what do you need your faith to move you towards? Clarify that. Um, it can be as simple as, you know, I want to be debt free. Many people may have that even here this morning. Uh, well, that's a, god, that's a godly thing. We should owe men nothing but the debt of love. So being debt free is a great goal. So let's just use that as a, just in case anybody here wants to be debt free. Um, so, so, it's based on what God says and what He's promised. So, this is kind of the dream face for me. I can say, Lord, where are you taking us? You know, and I, and I, have, I, I need to have faith for my family. I need to have faith for the church. I need to have faith for my, each of my grandkids. I got to have faith for where's God taking them. Um, I try to, I, you know, the, the, the function of faith within family is discerning their future. I try to, right now, I mean, my, my, my thing is. Is not, not reminding my, my kids that they're not raising kids. They're raising husbands and fathers and grandfathers. You, ha- you can't think of just surviving the parenting phase. You gotta think of who are they going to become? This little girl, you know, we got to cuddle with our granddaughter last night. She's gonna be a mom someday, right? And she's gonna be a, uh, like not just a, like a mother, she's gonna be a wife. So you have to see the end. And then the second thing you have to do is you have to, the second phase of faith, I think, is to experience it before you get there. Some are going to find this a bit too mystic and a bit flighty, but I'm just telling you in order for faith to work, it not only sees, but it has to experience the future as well before you get there. So you have to have an experience of the future. This is the hardest part. This is the hardest part. And you'll often hear me when I'm praying for people. I say, can you see yourself where you're trying to get to? I'll tell, I'll tell people who, you want a child? Okay, can you see yourself? Because if your body starts to understand, because, our, the, are you heard of neuroplasticity? You're able to, your brain, you're able to train your brain. And so you're able to tell it what to do, and it can actually respond to you, if you if, as you direct it. But it needs to get directions. And your directions for your brain comes from your heart. The door between your soul and your spirit. And so you have to be able to, now once you, so you have to be able to, someday we're going to have a baby. And how does that feel like? Feel it. Start to experience it. What's it, what's it feel like to be debt-free? You might say, I, you know, I can't even imagine that. No, well, it's time to. Faith will demand you to. Faith is the most, f- feelings are the most powerful thing. They're more powerful than your intellect. I don't think so, but I really feel this. Really. That's what you'll make your decision based on. All your decisions have genealogies, and they'll go back, I can promise you, they'll go back to certain places where you had an experience. It's not enough that you think something, and the next thing I'm going to say, after you experience it, you need to begin to speak it. You're speaking in your words. Why? Because he says that we understand that the worlds were created by what God spoke. Well, you're now his mouthpiece. So when he wants something to come to pass on the earth, he needs somebody to begin to verbalize that. It's very easy if you can feel, if you begin to feel the experience. You can feel it. I can see it. Now I can feel it. We We need vision to see it, now I need an experience with it. Now I need to begin to talk. And it'll sound like you're phony. It'll sound like this doesn't sound quite right because it isn't quite happening at that. You know, the, the, you guys, I'm, able to, I'm able to give generously because I'm debt-free now and I can fuel the kingdom of God. That sounds a little bit funky. But after a dozen times, you go, right. Right, the kingdom of God needs my money. Yeah, yeah, heck it does. See, so, you know, one of the only things that's keeping us from multiplying campuses right now is our finances. Well, it sounds like a small thing. But I can see us functioning like an apostolic center and these, these little SWAT teams in town and, and inf- infecting our town with Jesus. I can see it and I can feel it. But dang, we're not there yet. And so you, start, you need to feel it and then you need to start to speak it. If you haven't learned to speak over your home or over your spouse or over your children, it's time. Faith demands we speak because our worlds, they come from things that we, how we speak. You can't be silent about this. As a co-laborer, that means that we work together, and work. You know, what work means work. God's working. He's actually done a lot already. It's your part, it's, right? And so, and then, and then, the last phase of faith is, um, oh, sorry, confess was the last one. Believe. You got to believe in your heart, and belief. Belief actually carries with it image and and sound, and 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 then, and then we begin to speak. You know, and you know what will happen. Here's what I found happens. Sometimes this can happen really in an accelerated p- form. Someone can come forward and we can pray for them. And that word they've been believing for and feeling for and wondering about, boom, can come to pass. The other thing that can happen in a moment when we pray for people, which we will in a moment, is that they because along the way you can lose the vision and you start to lose hope. And remember that hope is future and faith is now. And so here's what it'll come down to. You're either going to function out of fear or faith. And I found that they both function, uh, they, they're both present, uh, so, so I, can, I can have faith in my fear, it's just now I'm functioning in the wrong kingdom. Or I can, not, I can say, I'm not going to let fear dominate my decision, I'm going to let faith dominate my decision, because I've seen something, I've felt something, and by the way, it's rooted in something that's eternal, the word of God which lives and abides forever. That's how faith works. Let me just close with this. Our motivation for faith has to be what Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6 says is that this is what's important is what he says is that faith expresses itself in love. We're told in 1 Corinthians 13 you can do lots of amazing things without love. You can actually move mountains, you can speak to mountains. Did you know that there's people right now functioning with kingdom dynamics, Ie Tony Robbins. He just it all works because it's 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 how the world works. But it's just not about building the kingdom. You see, this is how the world works. I know you're special, and you're, you're, you're so special, but this is accessible to anybody. don't have to be saved to function like this. But you do, if you're going to function biblically, you're going to have to have the motivation of love. This is the biggest thing. You can do amazing things. He's, Paul says you can do all kinds of amazing things. Have faith to move mountains. But if you don't have love, you're a gong. I've seen lots of gong shows. There's enough gongs. Lord, Lord delivers from the gongs what if, just for one, just, just, just dream with me here, because I'm going to pray with people in a moment. What if that thing that you carry in your heart is really what God's trying to do, and you just haven't agreed with it enough to see it come to pass and begin to speak it? What if, because, because the dreams you carry are valuable, that you want to see a better world? This is, the, this is, this is Jesus in you. But you want to be a better husband. You want to be a better spouse. You want to be a better policeman. You want to be a better, better. We all want better lives. Uh-huh. What are we doing about it? Faith requires us to take some action steps. But, but here's what I think that sometimes we miss is that that seed gets stolen and it gets choked out by all kinds of things, other things. And so, so we need to have a vision. And if you've lost your vision, I want to pray for you this morning. If you've had a vision, but you've never experienced that vision, or if today's the day where you've had the vision and you've felt it, but you' a little bit you're, you're haven't you're, 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 your mouth hasn't been released to speak it. So it's all part of the four phase of faith. I want you to stand to your feet as why we respond. Father, thank you that we can have. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.